I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's this thing. It's really creepy. Sometimes I feel like I'm being watched. I see this big black massive shadow. There's a girl right there. She's got blood all over her dress. It's very gruesome. She likes to play games. The foundation of the house shook. All the energy just went. I'm being kicked out of my own home. This isn't good. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This thing's like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve Deshaub. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her? It's my job to reveal. Why would you stay here? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Stop it. We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. Or time to get out. Amy and I conduct our investigations separately. It's my job to look into the property's past and hear from the witnesses involved. While Amy makes contact with the dead. When our investigation is done, we meet with our clients and reveal our findings. I'm in Forrester, Michigan, a small waterfront community about an hour and a half from Detroit. I'm getting ready to meet with a woman named Crystal who says the house she inherited from her parents is not only scaring her, it's tearing her entire family apart. I hope we can figure out what the hell's going on in this place. It's obvious from the photos that a family with at least one kid lives here, and that could influence Amy's findings. So it's important that I remove them all before she can begin her walk. There's this guy, and all of a sudden, like, I was him. That's never happened before in an opening where I was the dead person, or he was in me. Before I begin my walk, I enter a meditative state called opening. This allows me to receive information from the dead. I felt very uncomfortable because I felt like I was losing myself. I don't do that. I don't let them do that anymore. So I was pushing him out, but I couldn't. So I stopped. Stopped the opening, you mean? Yes, I stopped the opening. He was a big, burly dude. His hands were calloused, very, very calloused. Uh, I'm getting a sharp pain right here. Anyways, he didn't come back until I was in the in the yard. And, uh, 
Uh, getting a really sharp pain right here. So, Crystal, when we spoke on the phone, it sounded like things are pretty serious here. What's going on? We have been experiencing noises, voices, footsteps, objects have moved, lights going on and off. My family has seen shadows. I get very overwhelmed and emotional. Something comes over me, like you feel a presence. Is it getting to the point where you think it's dangerous here? I feel like it's getting that way. I feel like it's progressively getting worse. So how long have you been living here? About a year. I inherited it from my parents. They were making the house in a bed and breakfast, and that's kind of why I sold my home and moved in here with my husband and my three children, because I want to honor my mom by finishing the home and making it a bed and breakfast. Okay, so that's your plans for the house. Right. Crystal, why is it so important for you to stay here? I'm attached to this home. My whole family's attached. So obviously, it's emotional for you. It's very emotional. I feel like I'm being kicked out. Kicked out of my own home. Well, hopefully we'll get some answers for you and you won't have to leave. Okay? Okay. He is ticked. He's pissed off and he won't talk to me because I won't let him inside my body. Okay. So do you know who he is? I think he's the guy who lived here. I mean, he, like, owned the property or something. The guy from my opening. Where are you? It took me years to learn how to keep the dead from entering my body. But this man has figured out a way in. And now that I kicked him out, he's furious. Oh, God. Oh, my head, my head hurts. This is really weird. It's almost like if somebody took your jaw and just ripped it off. Oh, God. This is the area of the house where most of the activity occurs. Okay, like what? The lights coming on constantly. I literally saw the bathroom light switch on. And no, nobody was in the bathroom, I assume? No, I got up and checked it out and said anyone in the bathroom, and there was nobody there. Okay, so you saw the light go on. Something, Something manually flips, flips that it. switch. Okay, that's strange. What do you know about the house or the area itself? Do you have any history here? The first documentation that I see is from 1892. Okay, so this house is old. Any debts in the area? I do know that there is a town legend that people have talked about since I was a kid. And what is it? Her name is Minnie Quay, and in the late 1800s, she committed suicide. She's actually buried in the local cemetery that's just not too far from here. So there's a girl right there. She's wearing like a yellow dress and she has long hair. She's not happy. She's really wild, especially for her time, you know? And um, I think she got in trouble a lot. She is an issue. She's an issue. Yeah. She's so hyper, I can't understand a word she's saying. She's like, like right here. 
Fatma, talking so fast, I can't understand her. I'm like asking her to calm down. She needs to calm, calm it down, calm it down. Calm it down. We've had a few experiences upstairs that were pretty frightening. My husband and I were in bed one night and we heard footsteps coming up the stairs. And I got up out of bed and I looked at the top of the stairs, expecting really to see somebody on the stairway and nobody was there. As we were walking down the steps, we realized at that point that we were following it. Now the kids were downstairs? Yes, they were sleeping in their beds. Okay, so besides the footsteps, have you experienced anything else up here? Yeah, one day I had walked into the house through the back door and I heard a door slam upstairs. It slammed so hard that literally the foundation of the house shook. Wow. Now, was anybody upstairs? No. All right. Well, Crystal, I don't know what Amy's going to see on her walk. She could turn around and tell you, listen, you can't stay here. You got to get out of here. You got to be prepared for that. It's my mother's dream to make this place a bed and breakfast, and I want to continue on with that. She likes to play games. Oh, okay. In my opening, I saw this hallway and all the doors were opening and closing at the same time. This has to do with the girl. Do you know, like, why she does that? She likes to mess around. She's nuts. She's totally lost it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, Brittany, I was talking to your mom, and she was explaining what's going on in the house and how it's affecting her and practically the whole family. So what about yourself? I just wake up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I feel like I'm being watched. I get an eerie feeling. So what do you think is watching you? I have seen a tall, black, shadowy person. Okay. I never see its face. It's just like a black blob. I feel bad in this room. I don't like it. I feel dark. Like the corners are really, really bad. So there's two of these very tall, dark, solid, perfectly round things. Do you know if they can interact with anybody living? I feel like they can. And they can reach. They're trying to get something. So, Brittany, why'd you bring me in the kitchen? What's going on? I was standing right here, and I actually saw the shadowy figure standing right there in the doorway. Almost like it was watching us and listening to our conversation. It was really tall, 
skinnier, but it resembles like a man. Is it something you can see through? No. It's a black, dark shadow. I'm getting two things. They're together. What do you mean? Uh, they have some uh, relationship here. And it's a male and a female. This is male, that's female. That's angry, this is sad. I think these black masses are the beginnings of a psychokinetic manifestation. I can't tell where they came from, but they're powerful and can affect people in this house, especially whoever sleeps in that room. This one makes you hurt inside. Like how? Like lots of nervous energy here, like. Oh, your heart's beating and your head's dizzy and you're kind of nauseous and you feel like you're going to fall over. I'm physically being affected here. I got chills just on my leg. Like there's something here. This isn't good. So, Mike, I was talking to your wife, Crystal, and... Uh... She's pretty upset about the stuff that's happening here. Now, is there any place specific in the house that you've experienced anything? I have actually seen a shadow in my dining room. I was standing in the doorway in my kitchen. All of a sudden, I see this big, black, massive shadow just go right across my dining room wall. And it freaked me out a little bit. Now, describe it to me. So it was like this, about this wide. It was like a mass took up the whole length of the ceiling, which we got nine-foot ceilings, so I know it was pretty tall. Wow, I don't know what this is. Like, all of a sudden, all the energy just went... And it's completely still. Nobody's talking. I'm getting chills up my back. Right here, it's like being touched. It's really tall and it bends over. It's really creepy. It's like nine feet tall. It has to bend to see. I don't feel good in here. I feel really sick in here. I don't like it. That's it, that's it. That's it. This is bad. I'm going to start my investigation by following up on something Crystal told me about. The mysterious death of a teenage girl named Minnie Quay. I'm heading over to meet with a local author who's been researching this case for years. I'm hoping she's got some information to help my case. Denise, the reason I called you is uh, my client mentioned a legend about this girl, Minnie Quay, that killed herself. I need to find out from you if it's true or not. Oh, it's true. It Minnie is. Quay did kill herself. Now, when did this happen? This happened on April 27th, 1876. Okay. Here's her death certificate. Suicide by drowning. So what can you tell me about her? You know, Minnie was a 15-year-old girl who was boy crazy. She was a wild child of the time. But her parents were very strict. And so she was unable to do the things that she wanted to do. She fell in love with a sailor off one of these ships. And she would secretly meet him. Uh, they pledged their love to each other. Maybe they were formally engaged. And her parents found out. 
and they forbade her to see this, this sailor. And she defied them and tried to see him, and they locked her in her room. Getting a really weird pain. This is from someone else. Mmm, damn. Wow. Pain on behind my ears on either side. Really, really intense. The girl who slams doors upstairs is trying to get my attention. She finally has someone who can hear her and desperately wants to tell me her story. She said her father was a bastard, and um, I think she got in trouble a lot. You know, she was kind of like the black sheep of the family or something. She got married. She was really, really young. She didn't want anything to do with anybody. She hated her father. I don't think he cared for her much. And then I'm getting a pain on my head. I'm feeling like this pain in my head that's like crazy. So what exactly happened after her parents let her out? When the shipping season reopened again in April, she found out that his ship had foundered and he was lost at sea. She was devastated. And so on April 27th, eyewitnesses said that she walked through Main Street and walked down the length of the pier and jumped into the frigid, icy water of Lake Huron. Now, are we talking about the pier a few hundred yards from the house I'm investigating? Correct. The water is probably only 38 to 40 degrees at that time. Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't have lasted long. She would not have lasted long. It's painful to jump in icy water. She would have gasped, maybe inhaled water, and once the core temperature begins to drop, the systems begin to fail. Okay. So was her body recovered? It was recovered. They did it by using grappling hooks. Oh, I've seen that before. It's very gruesome. They could hook into the neck, the torso, the face. I actually seen a guy one time get caught under the chin, and that's how they were able to pull him out of the water. It's pretty sad. It is sad. I'm just hearing this woman. There's a woman crying. It's just a a girl. It's just a girl. I'm walking away from the house and across the street. Right away, I can see something traumatic happened here, and I'm seeing the residual energy play out in front of me. The girl who's sad is lost, and then this woman's looking for her. Yelling, yelling, yelling for her. Lots of people are yelling. I can't, uh, I can't, uh, Reach it. I can't uh, breathe. I think she's dying. Since this is such a small town and everything's so close together, Minnie Quay's suicide might not have been the only death near Crystal's property. So I'm heading over to meet with a local historian who tells me Forrester has a very colorful and tragic history. TJ, you mentioned that Forrester had a dark past. Yeah. In 1871, you get a massive fire that starts over on the west side of the state, and it never really ends. It just keeps kind of hopscotching its way across the state. Hundreds upon hundreds of people die. In Forrester, there's stories of people jumping into their wells, people that literally 
you know, walked into the lake because there was no place else to go. It's just a ball of flame. How bad was the fire? What got destroyed? The 71 fire pretty much devastated the entire community. Did they rebuild? They did, but the fire of 81 kind of spelled the doom a second time around. While it didn't devastate it as much as it did in 71, it still damaged the town pretty badly. Oh, geez, look at this. Wow. So what happened to these people? A lot of them just left, and uh, Forrester never truly recovered. Well, a lot of tragedy. You weren't kidding when you said it had a dark past. Yeah. Something happened, and everybody went away. But this was not attached to the house. This is outside. I just see um, people yelling and screaming. Like, I see this one woman, and she's laying there, and she's in blood. And I do see a, a little boy who's dead. Probably, like, 15 to 20 died. The two fires that swept through Forrester in the late 1800s were a definite tragedy. So I'm at the library to find out who owned Crystal's land around that time. While looking through the town's property records, I came across the name Harrison Cooper. He not only owned the land back then, but had some strange debts associated with his name. I need to find out more about the Cooper family. I'm on my way to meet with a local genealogist who prompts to tell me a lot more about this family's dark past. I came across the name Harrison Cooper. And I know he lived in the property I'm investigating. What can you tell me about him? Well, before he lived in that property, he had purchased 56 acres of land, kind of adjacent. He lived there with his wife, Elizabeth, and they had a daughter. Her name was Emma J. Okay. And then the fire of 1881 wiped out everything. So how did this fire affect the, the Coopers? At that time, Elizabeth was pregnant. She gave birth to a little boy. Okay. A week after that, Elizabeth had a heart attack and died. So now Harrison is left with his daughter, Emma J, and a baby. Six weeks later, the baby died because of malnutrition. Oh, jeez. Now how does he move on? What, what happened? The next year, he married his sister-in-law. And in 1894, he purchased the property that you're investigating. His daughter, Emma, and her husband lived with them. Then in 1903, another tragedy struck. Emma gave birth, but the baby was stillborn. Now loses a grandchild. Yes. Here's a copy of the death certificate. What'd they do with the body? Back in those days, they would have buried the body on the property. There's a woman crying real, real, like, uh, sobbing. She's sobbing. And then somebody says, well, the baby died. horrible. She's holding the dead baby. She's like petting it or something, it looks like. And then she's got blood all over her dress. This lady, she's uh, fading. But she doesn't want to fade away. She actually doesn't want to because she likes to be around those memories, even though they're bad. Uh, so she's trying to hold on. She doesn't want to leave.
During my walk, I saw two black masses in the upstairs bedroom that felt so threatening, I had to try and sketch them. It's these two round black things. They're looking at whoever's on the bed, and they're on each side of the room. How close would you say it came to the bed? Okay. And this one is coming out of the dresser. You need to set about right. Yes. Hey, Mrs. Crystal. Brittany, their daughter, and Mike, her husband. Crystal inherited this house from her parents, who sadly passed away a few years back. And Crystal's mom had a dream of turning this place into a bed and breakfast, and she'd like to do the same. But uh, since they moved in about a year or so ago, uh, they've been going through some horrific things. They're actually scared to be here. Leaving here is not an option. So with that being said, what I'll do is I'll turn it over to Amy, and she can start telling us about her walk. I saw that something bad happened outside, and um, I heard people screaming and yelling. And then I saw like 15 to 20 bodies just kind of scattered around on the ground. One of them was a child. Like I see this one woman and she's laying there and she's in blood. And I do see a, a little boy who's dead. Back in 1871, there was a huge fire here that killed a few hundred people. And there were bodies everywhere. So hundreds of people died? Yeah. And then again in 1881, another fire just wiped everything out. It actually destroyed about 56 acres of land that was owned by this guy, Harrison Cooper. The interesting thing about Harrison Cooper, his wife was pregnant during the time of the fire. She gave birth within a few days after the fire to a baby boy. She dies of a heart attack a couple of days after that. Unfortunately, six weeks later, the baby died. Mm. Wow. I'm doing my opening, and there's this man that came into my body. And so I'm seeing things through his eyes because we meshed. He wanted to do the whole walk like that so that he would be talking through me. Well, that's really dangerous. I kicked him out. And um, What did he look like? He was a... A big guy, very husky. Why'd you ask her that? Because I've seen a man. It's a dark shadow. Is he big? Yep. <laughs> you okay? Yeah? All right. Is he dangerous? Yes. Say so you're sleeping. The distinction between reality and dreams can get blurred. She's having nightmares. I do. Okay. Does he come and go, or is he here all the time? It seems like he's here all the time. Does he watch us? Well, yeah. Well, I feel like I'm being watched, that's why I asked. Where? In my upstairs bedroom and in the hallway. It's kind of freaking me out. Okay, so what else did you see? When I went upstairs, I heard this woman sobbing really crying, like, hard, like, from her stomach, you know? I heard someone say, well, the baby died. I saw blood all over her. 
And then she was holding the baby and like petting it oh, in a weird way. And the baby was dead. A lot of things that happened here were very disturbing for her. Well, it makes sense to me then. The guy Harrison Cooper I was talking about, when he moved to this property, his daughter Emma J, she was living here with her husband. She wound up having a stillborn baby here. Matter of fact, it was in 1903, but they still had a death certificate for her. When I was told, the baby's probably buried on the property. So you're saying you think that it's Emma? It would seem like it. Okay, what else did you see? I went back outside and went across the street, and we're walking down there, and all of a sudden I felt really, really, really sad. Like somebody had just died. I'm feeling this girl, and I'm hearing this woman calling for this girl. Where are you? Where are you? What's that sound like? Yeah, in many Huh? It was a town legend that she killed herself. She was 15 years old. She threw herself in the river right over here by the dock because she was in a relationship with a merchant oh, sailor. Oh, man. So he was out to sea, and word got back that he died. The ship went down. Oh, no. She walked down the block from the house, she walked up to the lake, and then she jumped in. So the men used grappling hooks to get her out of the water. I mean, this has been told to us since we were kids. So this is more than a town legend? Yeah. The girl you say that's here, could that be Minnie Quay, the same girl? I think it very well could be. She might be going between different locations all the time. It could be more than just this house. So the next person that I met when I came back into the house was a girl. And she was kind of wild and crazy for her time. And she was very much the black sheep of the family. It's interesting you're saying that because it kind of sounds like Minnie Quay. She kind of told everybody that her and this guy were engaged. There's no records for her because everything burned in the fire. But the father was very strict. He thought this sale was beneath her, and he locked her up. I mean, physically locked her up in the room so she couldn't get out to see him. She was very physical, capable of having physical interaction. She is very bored, and she likes to get reactions for her behaviors. Does she move things? She's capable, yes. I came in one time, and I'd walked back into the dining room, and the door slammed upstairs so hard, the whole house shook. Wow. I, the foundation shook. Oh, my gosh. It's the girl. So what else do you see, then? So this part was uh, uncomfortable. So I went into the room with the pink bed, and I did not feel good in there at all. I got really, really bad chills, like in different parts of my body. Then I'm looking, and I see these two dark things in each corner of the room. They're very tall. And I felt like they were trying to reach something or someone because they're coming in towards the bed and they were just sitting there watching. I see it. I've seen it watch me and my mom and in the doorway. And I feel it watch me at night 
and I can't sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't even want to get out of bed because it scares me. I feel like they watch me. I've seen it. It's tall and it's black and I can't see through it. I did sketch what I saw in her room. Mm -hmm. It looks a little odd. Oh, Jesus. Now, does this look similar to what you saw in the doorway? Yeah. I can't see her face. These things can make you feel sick and dizzy and nauseous. And this one is sadness. This one makes you hurt inside. Your heart's beating and your head's dizzy. So it's making us feel like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to control your emotions here. I feel like we're all over the place. So when you're seeing the dark mass bopping around the house, I think that's the man doing those things to you. The male who was trying to jump me. This is just a part of him, that nasty emotional part. But then there's also the separate conscious entity that he is, like his own person. The dead male, uh, maybe this Harrison? Harrison Cooper? Yes. And then this one is aspects of the woman who lost the child. That's his daughter? Yes. Okay. So these are always in that room. And what they want to do is they want to grow. These dark masses are the very beginnings of psychokinetic manifestations. Usually, these are formed by the living. But in this case, it's the dead here that have created them. Typically, it's affiliated with living people. But what I'm seeing is that conscious dead people are also creating these types of entities. It's because they're not dealing with their emotions properly. And it's growing. Like, it's actually kind of forming a consciousness. What happens if they grow? It would become its own entity. That would be really, really bad. The problem is that they can be very physical. I mean, these guys can cause a lot of harm. They're reaching out, I think, because of your age. A lot of poltergeist hauntings will be around teenagers, and they'll be the conduit for it. These things feed off of the living person's energy. Me or my yeah. parents, too? You. Now that you've seen the results of the investigation, you know why things have been going wrong since you moved into your parents' house. Uh, the big question is, is it safe for you to stay, and can you fulfill your mom's dream? With that, I have to turn it over to Amy. Well, the first thing is that you do need a medium to come back and help to move Minnie on. Not talk to her, not do anything, just to move on. That medium, after doing that with her, needs to go up into your room and go to the corner, then ask the male that's here to receive this back as part of him. So he's whole. And then she moves him on. Then she needs to deal with this. And what she needs to do there is she needs to collect the energy, and then she needs to take it out of the house. It's just funky emotional energy that needs to be contained and removed from the house, and the medium needs to do that. 
The other thing would be for you to go ahead and sleep in another area of the house because it would take quite some time for these things to reroute. Um, so if you're sleeping in another area of the house, that would be much more beneficial for you. So where are you sleeping tonight? I don't know. Not in my room. Okay. I won't sleep in my room. I wouldn't sleep in your room right now. No way. Bottom line, they get all this done. Mm-hmm. Is Crystal and her family going to be able to stay here and turn this place into a bed and breakfast? Possibly, yeah. Now, you're going you're gonna to follow Amy's advice, obviously. Oh, I'm going to do it. Then, then we'll just continue on. If Crystal and her family bring in a medium, they should be able to get rid of the poltergeist manifestations and hopefully make their dream of opening a bed and breakfast come true. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.